Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special new release episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm, I'm Jesse. Ooh, and I'm Dom. <laughs> and, and you are Dom. Hey, yes. Dom. Coming at you with some big Dom energy. <laughs> he just couldn't wait. It was overflowing. Okay, yes. I heard a pause, so I went for it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we are joined today by uh, Dom from our Oscars episode, our Baby Driver episode, yep. and you're making an appearance here on our new release episode on Army of the Dead. Woot, woot. Woo. Army of the Dead! Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, some so, big, big undead energy. Yeah. Oh, big, oh, really low, big yeah. undead energy. If, if really this movie had killed me, I would not have the energy to stand back up again, though. <laughs> just to say. <laughs> You would have been like those zombies who are just like passed out because they didn't have enough water. But when it rains, they'll come back. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Also, are zombies thirsty? Is that what we're supposed to get from this? They're thirsty. <laughs> if this movie, if you want to believe what this movie wants us to believe, then they're thirsty. They have needs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, maybe you want to tell us why every so often a new movie pops up on our feed, interrupting our mainly scheduled programming. Right. So we're doing new releases and we're going to try to do them more regularly from now on, namely like once a month, because we're always looking for new dad movies. And that's it. I mean, we're looking for new dad movies. So of all the new movies that were coming out recently, we looked at all of them and decided that this Zack Snyder epic is the one we would pick because it's all Zack Snyder. It, I mean, the pitch the pitch to us is, as movie watchers is is pretty compelling. It's a zombie heist. Yep. Zombie heist. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And zombie movies are fun. Heist movies are fun. Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder. <laughs> He's crazy. He's weird. Like, and, and get this. There is already a prequel that has wrapped up filming. It's coming out soon. And there's an anime series on this IP army of the dead so there was a whole franchise in the works and we thought it'd be cool to get in on this and see what all the fuss is about and see if this is going to be an ip that we are going to keep on watching so this is the prequel film is called army of thieves and it is from a story by Zack snyder and shay britain thank you okay and that is being directed and starring matthias uh schweighoffer schweighoffer I, I'm sorry, my German is bad. Uh, who plays the the, the safecracker Dieter in this movie? He's going to be playing himself in that. Um, it's been described as a romantic crime heist movie with zombies or, or without no, zombies. I think it's no zombieless. Zombies. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's why it's, it's called Armored Thieves. I was, yeah, interesting. I was going to say zom rom com. Nope. So which I I would really like that. It's 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 a it's a crime rom com. Oh, there is a zom rom com though. I am having flashbacks to that one. Oh, wow. oh oh yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was like emo, wasn't it? It's not. Yeah. In that, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other the anime series is called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. <laughs> yep. Dude, about- whoever came up with that name deserves. A big paycheck. I give them the, the dad <laughs> award of the year. <laughs> minimal <laughs> effort, minimal impact. <laughs> I can't believe there's not something called Las Vegas already. I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. I'm almost probably. Yeah, uh, I feel like several albums called Las Vegas. Are you would you would be the one to know? 
I, I think there it's probably lonely singer songwriters writing about the banality of evil in large metropolitan areas. That sounds like your jam, actually. <laughs> I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I'm actually super into that. No, I like yeah. sold myself on it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool idea. Oh, but there's Lost. We're coming Vegas. out with an album. Lost Sorry. Vegas, Tim Burton, who did an art exhibition at the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. Oh. So it is a thing. People have used it, but not really for movies. Interesting. No, but that's that's an anime series starring all of our people here voicing them their own characters again, reprising their roles, and it's about the fall of Las Vegas that we briefly saw so, in the yeah. opening credits. So it's also movie. a pre- By the way, spoilers more zombie. Yeah. 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 Yes, Jesse. Spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> for the premise of the movie. <laughs> Guys, there are so many spoilers. We're probably just going to keep on like spewing them forth. So if you want to watch the movie, go watch it. If you don't, just keep on listening, and then you'll you'll know everything about this movie. We promise that we will talk about this movie in depth, and it will be much shorter than the actual runtime. So <laughs> it might be worth your time here. No guarantees, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We might get on the Zack Snyder thing. <laughs> Speaking of Zack Snyder, to begin our, our usual cast and crew segment, we're going through like a Zack Snyder resurgence here. Yeah. So Snyder Sons. The Snyder Sons. A snurgence. God bless you. So Zack Snyder kind of was really big when we were all growing up, and then he kind of tapered off after an unfortunate family happenstance that interrupted his completing his Justice League movie back in 2017. There's been a whole big whoop-de-doo about how that movie, even though it bears his name, is not the movie he made. And HBO Max later on gave him a chance to come back and make the version of that film that he wanted to make, which came out just a couple months ago called Zack Snyder's Justice League to differentiate it from the 2017 film that had extensive work done on it by Joss Whedon, yet still was said directed by Zack Snyder. So there are two movies called Justice League directed by Zack Snyder, one of which he says he's never even seen. <laughs> so before, though, we talk about kind of where he came from, because everyone will know this guy. Let's just talk really quickly about where he says he wants to go now that he's put out two huge movies in, in like two, two months. months yeah we we six and a half hours worth of Zack snyder in oh two months it's, it's just too much that's, so that's, i watched that all this weekend all six and a half hours this that's weekend. a lot that's like yeah. two lord of the rings movies extended edition yep yeah but just yeah. one oh guy gosh. doing some random shit <laughs> i'm sorry that's a disservice <laughs> so what, where he's going after this okay so he wants to make this is these are all quotes from him being on various podcasts. This guy is out there. He wants to make a a film about religion. He wants to make a film about pornography. Hopefully, he says back to back. Uh, he wants to make a third three hundred. No, 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 no. <laughs> Two movies <laughs> back to back. Uh, he wants to make a third three hundred movie. He was originally writing that, and then came up with an idea for an Alexander the Great movie. Ooh. Then he wants to make The Dark Knight Returns based on the Frank Miller comic book series Ooh. without Ben Affleck or Henry Cavill. <laughs> Would it be Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> yeah. As, as old Bruce Wayne, that'd be great. <laughs> it, wouldn't be Robert, it wouldn't be Robert Pattinson, would it? It wouldn't be anybody because no. no. he's not going to be able to he's do not, it. Oh, yeah. But he's it would be so great if Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because like he's friends with Christopher Nolan, right? And yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end of The Dark Knight Rises becomes Batman, so... <laughs> So much continuity that could happen. Oh, Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> Spoilers for a movie yeah, that's if like. If you haven't ever old. watched anything, don't listen to this pod. I guess I don't know. No, I love, I just, it's usually your job to shout out spoilers at bizarre times. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. And then the final one that he came out and said that he wanted to make, he said he was approached years ago to make a Star Wars film that he said was going to be an adaptation of Seven Samurai and done in the style of Akira Kurosawa. Since then, he has not been contacted by Kathleen Kennedy or the rest of the folks at Disney or Lucasfilm, because again, this was eight years ago, but says that it would be very fun to do this movie and he could just take the Star Wars out of it and it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> so we might get a lot of text later <laughs> on the horizon. I think, I think he's just like, okay, I can, someone's going to give me a blank check. I'm going to throw out all of my ideas everywhere I can. And someone's going to be like, I want you to do this one. Yep. Yeah. And that, mean, that's what that's what he's doing right mean, now. Meanwhile, yeah. he's setting up his own franchise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he had a notoriously tough time working with Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. which he has been doing for, you know, 10 or 15 years, I guess, ever since 300, maybe. But now Netflix seems like they're just letting him do whatever. And HBO. Yeah. But this guy, he came to us from uh, let's just go down. He doesn't have a lot of movies, actually. So prior to Zack Snyder's Justice League and Army of the Dead, he is still credited in 2017's Justice League. Then before that was Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. How you guys feel about that one? You like that one? I kind of yeah. like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the long, the extended cut, whatever they call the it. The ultimate cut. The ultimate cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like the ultimate cut. I thought that was fun. I thought that's a, he, he that's has a, yeah. very big ideas. Yes. Very big ideas. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, Man of Steel, which I like quite a bit more, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly so. I like it. Do, yeah. do you like Man of Steel? Yeah, I like Man of Steel way more on the second watch around which was like this year rather than when i saw it in theaters i remember not liking it in theaters but i like it now i think it's a fun after seeing so many superhero movies it's a weird take and it's yeah. nice it's kind of more refreshing yeah i i agree i have the, had the exact same experience hated it in theaters came to it later and it's like man how nice <laughs> yeah before that though then we have sucker punch uh legend i'm just gonna shoot right yeah. past that one uh legend of the guardians the owls of gahul Watchmen yeah. 300 and Dawn of the Dead. Very yeah. short filmography, but pretty impactful. Yeah. Like Dawn of the Dead 300 and Watchmen were like these huge runs that he had. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like he became, he, that's where he made a huge name for himself, especially after 300. That was just some massive wild success that he had with that one. Mm -hmm. and, and the one two punch also, uh, Dawn of the Dead, coming from like a James Gunn script remaking the famed George A. Romero movie and doing it in a slightly different way, in a slightly like cockeyed way and it going to such massive success. And then immediately saying, I can do zombie movies, but I'm going to do this movie about Spartans based on a Frank Miller graphic novel. And y'all are going to dig it. And America did. The whole world flipped its shit <laughs> for 300. <laughs> Huge success. And I, I kind of wonder if he's been kind of chasing that ever since. Can I be honest? I, I've never really liked 300 very much. I, I don't either. <laughs> I'm just saying the, the world as a whole like lost its collective mind over 300. Yeah, the world did, and then I was sitting at home being like, I, I guess there are lots of heads rolling. Uh, he says some cool things sometimes when he kicks a guy down the well. I don't know. It's all like, oh, manly man. <laughs> yeah, I saw it for the first time a couple years ago, and I, yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought a lot of it was done really well. Every time they were yeah. fighting, it was like cool. Yeah. yeah. And then other times, they're like, why aren't they fighting? Yeah. <laughs> but he's also known as the producer of the DCEU. He produced Wonder Woman 1 and 2, Aquaman, Suicide Squad. Um, he wrote a lot of those projects, actually, too. He has a screenplay credit in Wonder Woman. Um, also, 302, which I don't know if he should brag about writing 300 Rise of an Empire. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible movie. And then, as you mentioned, Jesse, on this one, like he's doing a lot of work as a camera operator. Um, he also operated the camera on Justice League. 
and he's a cinematographer for this. Quickly, this is written by by Shay Hatton, actually, Hatton. who has written John Wick 3 and is writing John Wick 4 and 5, and also wrote Army of Thieves, as we mentioned, and then also written by Joby Harold, who wrote King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, produced John Wick 3. He's a producer on that Obi-Wan Kenobi show, guys. Huh. The, the writer of this movie is like one of the guys in charge of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I don't okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you think, man. Uh, I'm scared for that show. Seems <laughs> yeah. Like John Wick, I get, you know? Yeah. But ugh. yeah, John Wick is like an easy hop, skip and a jump from here. And then Obi-Wan yeah. is like, whoa. Yeah. That's not what I want to be getting with that. This is also mostly produced by a lot of people that Zack Snyder works with. Like Zack Snyder is a career guy. He's, he's famously said that the first job that he ever really got was with his production company, the stone quarry. And he's just stayed. So if you look at all of his projects, it's all the same team in every, every single movie which is kind of cool. Like he brings along his groups, but that's why I think the big reason why every Zack Snyder movie just looks like a Zack Snyder movie is it's the same people like doing costuming for him. It's the same people scouting locations. Like they just know what he likes mm-hmm. and they just do it. So I guess just to mention quickly some cast, because there's not a lot of people that are super recognizable in this. Got some people from like Narcos or whatever. Dave Batista. You guys like Dave Batista? Dave Batista. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cool. I like him, but besides this, I think the only thing I've seen Oh no, I saw him in Blade Runner, but yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's fine. He, he's a a big, strong wrestler man on the screen. I mean, what's not to like? He's also like slightly, he kind of gives off like some teddy bear vibes, which is yeah. really strange mm-hmm. that you can be this strong and muscular and this like gruff, but be a teddy bear. Yeah, he seems approachable in a way that like another pro wrestler, like The Rock never felt approachable. You know, like I could, I could see, yeah, I could almost like see being friends with Dave Batista, and I couldn't see being friends with The Rock. That just seems yeah. like stressful. He would just say you're welcome all the time, and I'd get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he just make me lift weights and eat cod, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also got uh, Garrett Dillahunt. I only mention him because he's the guy that like he's working for the company the whole time, right? Right. But he's the deputy from No Country for Old Men. If you remember. Yes, that's what yeah. he Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and Mike's then, revelation uh, was great. <laughs> yeah. And then I wanted to mention it because just before I watched uh, Army of the Dead with Dom, my wife and I watched uh, Winner's Bone. And it was her first time watching it. She wanted to see it for a long time. And he's the sheriff in that. <laughs> so I had two Garrett Dillahunt movies in a row. That's wild. Which I don't know why anyone had ever planned that. But yeah. it just happened yeah. accidentally. <laughs> I just wanted nice. to mention it because it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Let's see who else we got. Uh, oh, Tig Notaro, who is yeah. was green screened into this movie. Apparently, according to Zach and Deborah Snyder, Deborah is his frequent producing partner and his wife, just like the Chris Nolan and Emma Thompson thing. Emma Thomas? Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Thank you. Emma Thompson's an actress. Chris Dahlia was originally the star of this, the, the helicopter role, but he was removed from this movie. He was uh, Kevin Spacey'd out of it. <laughs> Because of numerous <laughs> allegations that he Tons tried to have sex with underage girls. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty yeah. gross. Pretty awful. And it's kind of cool that they spent so much money to get him out of this and replaced him with someone way better. Like, Tic is great. so she's funny. So really great. Yeah. She's a good comedian. She's a great. And comedian. she's great in this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, I wanted to mention, yeah, Jesse's shaking. We'll get to you, Jesse. <laughs> I yeah. also just wanted to mention Hiroyuki Sonata, who was just playing Scorpion. In Mortal Kombat earlier this year, so it's been a great <laughs> year for that guy. <laughs> uh, what a cl- two classics in a row! I know that I have been on different shows to talk about. 
that's all I had though. That's the only people I was like excited to see and talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys have anyone that you, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people, but I'm just doing it. Yeah. Cause I just don't, I don't think there, there's the a lot of people in this movie um, that are on like, like you said, like Narcos and, and other shows like that. So they're all recognizable at this point for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, she's from that. And you look it up while you're, you're in the movie. I kind of feel like this movie is just for that. It's for you to be like, Hey, I recognize that person. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch of TV um, stars making a bid to be movie stars. Yeah. Also, Tig Notaro is set to be in Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, the, the anime show, as Martin. Martin. Is that, wait, wait like, that's not her name in this Martin. movie, is it? It's Marianne, but I, they might call her Martin. Martin is Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a typo. Huh. Huh. Maybe yeah. it's a typo. Or she's just that's got to be a typo. Both. Character. Or yeah, is it? Is he <laughs> like a producer for The Walking Dead or something? Uh, he's on The Walking Dead. He's on Fear the Walking Dead. Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, oh yeah, The Walking yeah. Dead. Well, well no, off. I think I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The yeah. only other person that I would have wanted to mention is Matthias, but we already did so. Schweighoffer. Yeah. He's great. Quite but a but he's not really been. Oh, Theo Rossi. Oh gosh, what is he in? Uh, <laughs> I should not have pulled up the cast list because now you guys are just going to literally. I mean, like, like every guy. single person here is like, oh, that guy, that, Sons of Anarchy, and in Luke Cage. Um, he plays a very similar character in Luke Cage for sure. Huh. Like he was, he was one of the better parts of that show. Okay, I'd say I never watched it. Eh, it's not really worth watching. Okay, huh. but, but yeah, I like this guy. He plays a creepy psycho dude. Very the ice, well. the ice officer. Yeah, the yeah. ice officer. He's yeah. playing like the the stereotype of ice officers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is also what he's kind of doing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were he, you going to say? He does play an ice officer here. It's <laughs> basically it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jesse? Anyone you wanted to point out? No, I don't. I don't think so. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really know a whole lot of this cast to be honest, except Dave Bautista and. Like, it was fun to see him being something different. Yeah. Hang on just a second. Um, I had a wild theory that uh, Zack Snyder is the guy Richie to Christopher Nolan. Like, he's, I love it. he's trying to do everything that Christopher Nolan is doing. Like, he's got the wife that produces all of his movies. He's got mm-hmm. all these huge Hollywood blockbusters. He's like trying to get into these huge franchises. But like, it's not working for him. And it seems to be like driving him insane. And he keeps trying and he keeps getting huge budgets to do uh, things that no one else would do. Yeah. But Christopher Nolan keeps like kind of quietly hitting it out of the park pretty easily. And then Zack Snyder has been just struggling his whole career and getting backlash for everything he does and getting like endlessly criticized. But he also says stuff like, I'm going to make an Akira Kurosawa movie, which Christopher Nolan just never says. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to make a Christopher Nolan movie. So what I, what I mean by Guy Ritchie then to Christopher Nolan, I mean like how Guy Ritchie has always tried to be Tarantino. Every single one of his movies, he's like oh, aping okay. a lot of the visual style, constantly doing the dialogue. Like he's got all, everyone being quippy and it, about criminal underground. And he also like to diminishing returns. <laughs> Meanwhile, Quentin Tarantino just continues to soar ever higher. Well, okay. Uh, I don't know. Zack Snyder's dialogue and story structure, everything about Zack Snyder movies seem to be pretty, pretty different stylistically from Nolan movies. So like I can tell those movies apart pretty clearly. Yeah. 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 I mean, you you could tell a Ritchie movie apart from a Tarantino movie as well. I'm not saying that they're like they're carbon copies, but I do see them as kind of in second place, always looking up to someone who's doing a lot of the stuff that they're doing just better. 
but he's also friends with Chris or Christopher Nolan, who's like giving him like tips. So I can also see how there would be like some influence there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe even why they connected was that the way they see movies and the process is similar. I have no idea. You know what? That's just wild speculation. I have no clue. But all this is to say, I I get I get what you're saying. Like the process is sort of similar, but they're stylistically. I just think that I think they're almost miles apart. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, unless unless we're taking early Snyder, which is a lot more slow mo than now. We can talk about that more when we talk about our, our scenes. Mm. Yeah. But this is all I, mean, I, I think that's kind of interesting. It does seem, I mean, he's trying to do a lot of stuff. Like the thing, the thing about Zack Snyder is that he's like, I mean, if you look at all of his, all of his DCEU movies, like he's not exactly making superhero movies there. Right. He's, he's, they're about, and they're about gods here, and monsters, like, it, right? Yeah, everything's yeah. about gods and monsters. 300. I mean, 300 is about gods and monsters. Literal monsters. Um, literal gods. Like it's, it's wild. And I feel like everything that he's been, he's made, uh, that I've seen at least uh, ties into that. Um, I mean, Watchmen, gosh, like so mm-hmm. much about that. And, and, and when you see Justice League, when you see Man of Steel, it's a bit different from those, um, from kind of a Marvel superhero movie, because it's not like these are normal people. It's like these are abnormal humans. Uh, and so literally Zack Snyder's like, I'm making a movie about an alien. Yeah. That's but, it's called Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like a young adult novel. I feel like mm-hmm. a little bit like, whereas I, Christopher Nolan, he's not very interested in superheroes. I don't think. No, I mean, I, no. I can't. He's more literally, just, yeah. he wrote the script for man of steel was offered the job. And it's like, no, no, yeah. I don't want to yeah. do this. But then exactly. he, like, <laughs> he did Batman all of them too. Yeah. He did, he did, he did three, three Batman. So yeah, yeah, he's interested in no, I, no. Cause but, he, he, he made Batman the least superhero as possible. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you're a vigilante with like military hardware. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then his whole thing with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises was, I like, how do you make it different? How do you do something unique? He just decided to make a crime drama and have it happen to have superheroes for Dark Knight. And then for Dark Knight Rises, he just decided to make, like, this epic that happened to be, like, superheroes. And talking a lot about, like, socioeconomic structures and yeah. Occupy Wall Street and Plato's the Cave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't, I, I, yeah. I just see them both grasping at really grand things, and I see that Christopher Nolan can achieve them a lot easier and Zack Snyder seems like seems like he's very happy with what he's made but most people that I talk to and myself included feel like his reach exceeds his grasp more times than not but I see them kind of going at similar territory yeah well my all right my impression with Zack Snyder movies is always more like uh he's reaching for something really grand and doesn't really have an answer for it but he's going to show us what he thinks anyway. Whereas Christopher Nolan's just like, oh, nope, this is the way it is. All right. Uh, we're going to tie this up with a neat bone. Give it to you. Like, like basically, I think Nolan's movies are neat and then Zack Snyder's movies are kind of a mess, almost intentionally. Actually, no, intentionally. Hmm. I think they're, I think you're right that they're almost always a mess. He has a couple pretty easy, like 300's not a mess, I wouldn't say. Now there's Dawn of the Dead and now there's Legend of the Guardians. Not enough love for Legend of the Guardians. It movie rules. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait to show it to my daughter. It's so good. I, I've never, like, I've hardly even heard of this. It's movie the three. It's the. It's the owl movie. I don't it's know. The owl seen, movie. Seen, yeah, where also it, the the zombie in this one that has the helmet. It's directly taken from Legend of the Guardians. Oh, like he just took the bad guy and he made him a, not an owl but a zombie, and he's like, "There you go." Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh. then, but then, I, like, look at recent Christopher Nolan, like Tenant and Interstellar specifically. Those movies are a mess. Like yes. just, just almost incoherent at times. Yes. 
So I see them both. is literally other. incoherent. Like yeah. You can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> you can't hear, you can't hear anything. Can't. <laughs> but I mean, I think, I think we've all, we've all weighed in. We don't have to come. That's just like a wild theory I had. And I think, I think it has credence. I don't think it's perfect. Do you want to hear my theory about how Tenet is um, Christopher Nolan's Magnolia? Okay, let me just stop. Let me just stop. I'm just going to stop the recording. All right, I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to stop it there. No, no, we're going to stop the recording and you just tell us all. All right, so now that I've proven that, we're going to move forward. That's a big oh, that was really you. well said, Mike. Well said. Good for you. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. Oh, yeah, I, I think we could write a book based off of that. It's when you started bringing in the pre-colonial revolution is when I got really hooked. That's really where it all starts yeah. and ends. Yep. And, and the distinction you... between essence and being was fantastic. Ooh. Sublime. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm glad that someone appreciates me. <laughs> all right. Let's let's go here. Uh, Dom, would you give us your star rating? Yeah, your star rating, your first impression of this. Yeah, so my star rating is a little fuzzy because I think when I first saw it, I liked it a little bit more. And then after I thought about it for a couple of days, I started liking it a little bit less. But as we'll talk about in a bit, there's kind of a fun theory that I think makes it a little bit better. So I'm just going to stick with what I originally had, which is three out of five. Three stars, pretty solid. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I love your... Uh, <laughs> Jesse, what about uh, you? What's your, what's your impressions and ratings? It's very similar to Dom's. Uh, I, I, I actually liked it. Okay, no, I have a story to tell. So, like, <laughs> I started watching this, and there's this, I think there's, like, this straight, like, five-minute sequence, and then the credit opening credits come. Opening credits are, like, a lot of fun. But before that, like, I, I actively had to, like, pause the movie and, like, put my put my hands on my face because I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I thought it was just so incredibly stupid. Like, there's a scene with the married couple... <laughs> Oh my and gosh. then, like, they, and then she decides to give him a blowjob in the car while they're driving. And then yep. there's a military base, and they're like these, this, this driver and the, his passenger. They're like having this. And, what, like, and what are they called? What are they called, Jesse? Oh, the horsemen, the four the horsemen. horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh. So, and like they're taking something from Area 51, right? And they're having like this dialogue, and it's like terribly acted. It's, it's really like, bad. It's, it's not terribly terrible. acted. It's terribly written. People I mean, do not have conversations like this. Written. Like it's so wooden. Like they're having this conversation about like, oh, what do you think is in the back? I don't know. Could it be? I don't know. Yeah, it's I'll Area it. 51. Alien. Yeah. You want me to say it? And the other guy's like, oh, you're being too cryptic. And. And then he's like, oh, I'll say it. It's an alien. And then, like, it turns out that while they've been talking, like, the car kind of swerves. And then the car that's, you know, the couple's giving a blowjob into, like, rams into the, the precious cargo that the military is transporting. And a giant explosion ensues? Why? Like, yeah. what, is, what did those cars make? What, those you are military-grade vehicles. They plow <laughs> through everything. What you don't know, Jesse, is that the married couple's car was actually filled with just pure gasoline. Like, <laughs> it was literally made out of gasoline. Yeah, the whole I car was, was just gasoline. Like, it must have been, been, like, gasoline, napalm, and, like, some dynamite thrown in there. Because, like, there's no way an explosion like that can happen from an ordinary collision. 
And then there's this, like, then after this rollover and you see the zombie eating people, this dude is just, like, watching and, like, on the phone. And he's just like, hey, we had an accident. And the, the like, person on the other line is like, I need you to get out of there. He's like, why? And, <laughs> and they're just sitting there. And then they run away from the zombie. The zombie, like, starts chasing them. And they're like, oh, we got to get away. And then one of the guys freaks out and is like, ah, and shoots in the air. He's like, oh, don't worry. The zombie's nowhere around us. And then it. And they're like them. laughing, like, oh, you. Yeah, you, oh, you, yeah. you know, like 50 feet away. We're they safe. get like over the hump of a hill. It's like when I play Grand Theft Auto, you know, to get away from the cops. I just go on the other side of the mountain. I'm like, ah, that's good, right? Oh, I just I, killed like a thousand people. Is that okay? I, I'm just, just trying to make sense of it. Is it like these people have concussions? Is that what they're trying to. To like, are they expecting us to think that? No, no it's just no. stupid. No. <laughs> just it's really right. just, it's really just stupid. It's not well acted, and like, it's one of those movies. If it had been anybody but Zack Snyder, I would have thought he was making like some smart remarks about the genre as a whole. But I don't think he's doing that here. Uh, I I had a really hard time with that. Anyway, after that, it becomes way more enjoyable. But like at the end of the day. I didn't feel like I got I got the premise promise. It's marketed as like a heist zombie movie. I felt like it was basically like there were a couple scenes that were heist. It's basically zombie survival the entire time. So I felt a little let down. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm never really going to see this movie again. So I'll give it like two and a half stars. Mike? Um, I'm right there with you. Uh, <laughs> that opening scene was hilariously bad. Credit scene wasn't... Uh, I... I just I want to watch the movie that the credit scene gives us. Like I just want to watch. I, I I've watched it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I'm like tearing up by the end of it. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how good it is. Mm-hmm. It's maybe the best credit sequence ever made, at least for a zombie movie. After that, it kind of I don't know. I feel I was promised a zombie heist movie. I don't even feel like I got a zombie movie out of it. I kind of feel like <laughs> I got like a yeah, fair enough. Like a I, I don't know what I got. Like some weird sort of pseudo gods to earth thing. It's Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like it's so two and a half stars for me. That's a good point though because there's not a whole lot of zombie action. I re- I, a lot of it is just them sneaking around yeah. and then you're cutting to the alphas which I thought was pretty cool but there isn't like much fighting until there's kind of a fight in the middle then there's a big fight at the end. I I will, fight. I will I will argue before the end of this podcast, that this is not a zombie movie at all. Ooh, Ooh what well, I bold move. Well, spi- but, spi- but, spicy bits for later. Mm, spicy, spicy bits for later. Okay. All right. I, I give this two stars, and I was the most on board for seeing this. I, yeah. I've been very excited to see this movie for quite a while. I really like Justice League, and I I have a soft spot for Zack Snyder. That this movie is really soured because <laughs> oh, really I I've been with this guy for a long time. Yeah, I've really liked a lot of his movies. I've seen Watchmen like nine times, like four times the normal version. And then the rest of them, the extended like (laughs) over three hour cuts. I really like that one. And I just, I wanted a fun zombie crime heist movie. And I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything that I wanted. It wasn't fun. I don't think they're particularly good zombies. There was, there's like 3% heisting here. Like three, because remember, (laughs) they don't even get the money. Okay. Oh, and and even right. apart from that, there's not even like crime. They're just yeah. going to get some money. Uh, I had no, I had after the 
opening credits. I, first of all, I started off not having fun because that opening scene is terrible. Then I had a ton of fun because the credits are really good. And like, yes, I think, I think if we're going to do like a Hall of Fame, I think that this is probably the best, like some of the best opening credits, but definitely for a zombie movie. And number two would probably be Zombieland. Remember they're playing yeah. uh, For Whom yeah. the Bell Tolls yeah. and the zombies are running in slow motion? That's it's so great. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah, it's number three might be the actually the Dawn of the Dead. Like that has a fantastic opening credit sequence. Mm. Oh, um, I, I might could throw out like Shaun of the Dead where it's just like a bunch of zombies that's like, right. shuffling. That's right. That's three. Yeah, that's a really good one too. Uh, yeah, and the only reason I'm giving it two stars is one star for that credit sequence it automatically gets one star you earned one because i i just enjoyed that so much that's the movie i thought i was going to watch yeah and then i give it yeah. one more star because it actually made me care about a couple characters mm-hmm. that i i didn't think it, it could make me do and honestly every time tignataro had a line i don't know if it was funnier for me because i knew she was green screened at all times <laughs> so it was kind of funny to just watch her be very out of place in a frame <laughs> like trying to sneak around and look at stuff <laughs> like being given clear direction yeah. and everyone else is reacting and if you watch her she's like oh <laughs> and <laughs> the unintentional comedy was just really really high yeah and she yeah i mean it's kind of distracting she's always like a little bit crisper or a little bit more fuzzy yes. than everyone else like they yes. could never match it perfectly i thought it was pretty good but Oh, and then I deduct a whole bunch of stars, too, because of the weird lens that Zack Snyder purposely used to shoot every single scene, which gives a very shallow depth of field. And like I was telling Dom, you know what you want in your really expensive uh, uh, CGI laden zombie movie is a is a lens that enables you to not see most things that are happening at all times. We get like two people in the foreground and everyone else is just blurry. And it, it just, I got really tired of looking at it. Like it was cool at sometimes. It like made everything look hot when it needed to look hot. And it, it made things dark when it needed to look dark. It didn't but always it, need to make things look hot or dark. It didn't. It didn't. And after two and a half hours, like my eyes kind of hurt. I was like, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I don't want to. Give me a crisp image, please. Uh, he's so good at crisp images. Why, why wouldn't he give me something crisp? So... It, it, if this, I, I movie, actually, if this movie was a bag of potato chips, it's a bag of potato chips and then dunked in water because it's not oh, crispy. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> I, oh, that's that's I, that's that's my that's my impressions and my rating. I, I did not okay. like this and um, I, I don't think it's very good. Yeah. All right. So a lot of people were complaining that there was a dead pixel in the camera. So there's like a like one like white pixel. In the middle of yeah. your screen when you're watching this, a lot of people thought that their the TV was broken. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. the camera was actually like at fault uh, when he was filming it. So there's always like one little dead pixel in the middle of the screen when you're watching this. I didn't personally notice it, but I know a lot of people complained about that, and that's not something I really care about personally. Um, the camera uh, moved fast enough that I generally yeah. missed it. You know, yeah, I. It's just a. I guess it's about that particular camera because he uses this really weird camera and. If you watch interviews with Snyder, he's like really thrilled with these things. And he said he really wanted to give like the movie a claustrophobic feel. And the way to do that is to zoom in on somebody's face, which I think, I think could have been used well, but it's not like, I think that would be used well in a movie with a lot of jump scares because you can't really see the the background, but he doesn't want to do that here. Or, Or a movie that's not set in spacious ballrooms or in the desert. 
that would help. And that too. Uh, okay. But he, well, he also okay. said he wants to use these cameras like from now on for everything oh, that he no, does. I hope it's like Soderbergh who said like he would only shoot movies with an iPhone and has just kind and of abandoned that. that. <laughs> like I really like that. Just say that you're going to do the Zack Snyder and then and then please please then forget, please don't yeah. do it anymore. It, it I just don't. It it is not pleasing to my eye. I don't enjoy looking at it. It makes your colors weird. It makes everything needlessly strange. It just yeah. seems too extra. If you want to be claustrophobic, 1917 is very claustrophobic, but you're all, yeah. almost always out in the open and you can always see what's happening. So a yeah. lot of it is just blocking and like acting, honestly, and music. It just, it seems so Zack Snyder to be like, there's this thing. I have this one idea. Let's make a whole movie with it. <laughs> He's like, I'm basically Roger Deakins, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stunt on him too hard because he's obviously yeah. getting paid millions and millions of dollars. I just don't personally agree with, I just don't personally agree with it as a viewer and as a fan of his. I just don't like it. I, I and going on to our next question, uh, I won't be showing this to my kids. I won't be showing ever. this to my kids either. No. Yeah. Nice. No. Universal. Uh, rousing <laughs> universal. No. Have we had a we'll show it to our kids universal? Like, I yes. Think, yeah. Yeah. We've had many yeses. On, on, sorry, on a new movie pod. Not like a, not like a excited one. Okay. I think, okay. I think there was like a reluctant one for Godzilla versus Kong. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll but show you, my yeah. kids trial of Chicago seven one day. Yeah, I don't, and I, I think that one was the one I was super reluctant on. I was like, eh, I don't know. I think I think you and I were the same on that one. Yeah, and then little things, little things, I think was a rousing oh, yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had some some mediocre movies come out, guys. Nomadland, I was the holdout on that one. That's right. That's but right. my oh, yeah. daughter will go watch Nomadland at your house or at yeah, your house, probably. and uh, and you guys will have a great discussion. Yeah. 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 But there are movies lined up in the future that I have a lot of hope for, and uh, we will get to those in some coming yeah. months. This new release segment will turn into something that's very exciting for all of us. <laughs> well, movies are coming back, right? Yeah. Everything's coming back into yep. theaters and, and a lot of stuff that we've been waiting for for now over a 14 year and months, half, 15 like, months. Is, and uh, going to be hit. And hopefully, um, hopefully the cinema will, will reach new heights. Oh, new yes. It'll uh, it'll come back from the dead, like a Ooh, zombie. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. <laughs> uh, joke about West Side Story. Uh, all right, <laughs> um, it's on the West Side. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Let's go to fave scenes. Guys. We're not going to pitch this one to our kids. Nope. We don't want them to see it. Nope. Nope. If I if I walk in and they're watching this, I will be actively angry. I'll be like, why are you watching this? Like, let's watch something else. Well, I would sit down. There's and, ten and other movies you should watch instead of this. I would sit down and watch my favorite scene with them, which is the opening credits. Yeah. But hopefully, yeah. they would be over eighteen. <laughs> yeah. No. We can, yeah. I like yeah. make it about that. Like, when would we show them? The opening credits. Yeah, over, that's when they're when they're over eighteen. Over 18, I, I would yeah. never actively like show uh, that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I would just, that's I would just oh be God. like, "Oh, you're watching." If they were like watching that, like you're watching that, it probably shouldn't be, but this is a cool scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if they're home from college, you know, and they're watching yeah. it, I'm like, oh, "Okay." Oh yeah, if it's younger than that, it's like, no, 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 go to your room. Like, we're turn off the TV. You're uh, actually yeah. grounded. Netflix. No, it's yeah. It's like Maybe. they're 20 years old, they come back from college and they're telling us about like the best opening credit scene they've ever seen. It was like, this is the best ever. You're like, no, I got a better one on a much worse movie. <laughs> and that's when you turn it on and you're like, I forgot about this. Yep. 
And then it keeps going and you forget about it again because the rest of the opening <laughs> credits are just freaking incredible. Yeah, after zombie strippers and, <laughs> and a Liberace impersonator, then we get to uh, then we get to some some juicy stuff. But this is my favorite scene. It's the thing that actually got me excited. It brought me up after I was so down. And the use of Viva Las Vegas, this cover is oh, fantastic. Ooh, uh, so good. Watching the the Eiffel Tower fall on a on an impersonator Elvis is great. Um, <laughs> just and how quickly it kind of gets you into the story, introduces everyone, tells you everyone's tra- tragic backstory, and uh, sets up the world. And in three minutes, we're done. And you're like, wow, how effective! That worked really well. Why don't more movies do that? Yeah, it was it was the up. Of zombie movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great way of describing it. But that's my. It, did anyone else have that favorite scene? So we can. I mean, talk. yeah, but I did have a backup. Oh, uh, nice. Talk about that. Go for it. I really like. It wasn't exactly a scene, but it's kind of a big, like probably ten minute chunk of the movie. The chunk of the movie where Lily the coyote tricks. Cummings, the scumbag security, you know, guard guy, mm-hmm. shoots him, ties him up, and leaves him for the queen. Is her name? I think Z- Zom Queen. Zom Queen. Yeah. Yes, I really like that whole thing because I like smart. I do like smart zombies, and that's the first time we see them in this movie. And I also like the queen a lot. I think she's pretty good and pretty creepy. So I just had fun with like that. That whole scene. I was just like. Ugh. <laughs> I liked it. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, I felt that same way. Uh. For different <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Do you, you you actually do have a favorite sequence, and it seems like it's, it's a pretty good one, actually. It's I yeah, it's the uh, the glow stick sequence. So they have to travel indoors for whatever reason, and there are a bunch of zombies sleeping, and they can't wake them up, but they're everywhere, and they yeah. have to travel between them. And so one guy goes in front and he starts laying down these glow sticks. And it's like, this is, I guess it's one of the things that I like about zombie movies. There's always this feeling of like impending doom, right? Like at any moment, the zombies are going to strike. And this I felt was more classically zombie in some ways where it's just like, they're all around you. But the twist here is like, you know, that they're going to wake up at some point. You just don't know when you don't know who's going to mess something up. Um, which gave it just like kind of a terrifying feel like they all might die because they're literally surrounded by thousands right now. Um, And so they start like wading their way through. And then one of the guys, like he's really pissed off at the girl behind him. So he starts throwing a glow stick in another direction and she starts following it. And then that's when catastrophe catastrophe strikes. And that's like such a good, like backstab moment too. Like I was like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else you can really do. By Garrett Dillahunt, right? Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. The, he's the asshole Martin. inside man from the company. And he is the one that is responsible for one of my favorite characters just dying way, way too early in oh, this movie. Oh, I know. Um, the, the, the badass gangster chick. She, yeah. was, she ruled. Yep. She was very yeah. cool. Yeah, she killed so many zombies, right? Because like, as soon as they wake up, she instantly starts killing them slowly. <laughs> and then one by one, they start like waking up. And then she's that was utterly cool. surrounded. Yeah, I like how was, many heads she stabbed awesome. really quickly. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> dead, 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 dead. Okay, and just too many. <laughs> it becomes like more like like adrenaline rush. Like, oh, I got to kill all of these guys. Because at first she's trying to do it so quietly. Yeah, this whole sequence I felt was like very classically zombie and like, one of one of the best zombie sequences I have in memory uh, in a movie. So I, yeah, I really that's, like that's this. That's a good, 
Dude, and, and it ends very classically. Like one of the thing, one of the things that I'm looking for in a zombie movie is, and I mean, like we're we're way past spoilers at this point, but you know, <laughs> just in case. I mean, like it, it's a self sacrifice. <laughs> it's a self sacrifice bit, you know, when when the the one guy is like they go down and they take the whole herd with them by yeah 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 Even by blowing guy. up. Mm-hmm. Like I I love I am there for that moment. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Like every time. No matter what it is, no matter how often I've seen it, I'm there for it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, and, and it happens here. It's done very well. It was very emotionally impactful. Yeah. Was, yeah, that, was that yours too? No. I mean, I think, I don't know. My, the opening credits scene is my favorite of all. I'll, I'll say um, I like the scene. This is a bit of a, a different. I like the scene where, oh gosh, what are their names? I don't, I don't remember their names in the movie. Steve? Um, there, where Vanderhoe and Dieter are in the vault um, by themselves and they start talking. Oh. And they've been, they've kind of had this sort of like weird buddy thing going on. Like, yeah. like Vanderhoe's just making fun of Dieter because he doesn't know anything. And Vanderhoe, which I had forgotten this, he's, he's a philosophy dude. Like he's a, he, his picture in the opening credits is as a master of philosophy. And it cuts back to him, like slicing open zombies with this massive, it's like a a concrete saw. It's like, it's so big. Like this shouldn't work, Yeah, um, but it's very cool. He's a lot of muscles. Yes. But then, uh, it's, this is something that we've alluded to already is, um, they have this conversation and he says something like, uh, you know, this has all happened before. Like maybe we're just stuck in an infinite time loop. And he points to these dead bodies that are on the wall. And he says like, and it, it shoots back to different members of the team. One of them has a cross and one of the team members has a cross. One of them's wearing the Hawaiian shirt that Tignataro was wearing earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. We see Dieter, like Dieter is clothing on another one. It's the exact same clothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from that moment on, it's kind of like, they mention it, and there's a couple of other things that I saw that kind of connected to it. Um, but then they kind of leave they, it. In, they in like the explicitly. He explicitly says, "This is us." Yeah, and he says, yeah. and "What if? What if Hiroko? Uh, what's his name? Bly? Is that his name? Yeah, Bly Tanaka Hiroki Hiroku Sonata. He he is like either God or the devil. Either way, he's like the puppet master pulling yeah. the strings, right? Yeah. So they like they say this really quickly, and then. And they, oh, and then when you, they go in the vault, you see the three AKs lined yeah. up, right? Yeah. Implying this is the fourth time. So this this brings us to the time loop theory. Right. So the theory is, is that they've done this a bunch and they're stuck forever, probably reenacting this. And we're led to believe this is because of the, they, they never got out in time. And so the nuclear blast co- I have <laughs> <laughs> your face is just drooping as you try to figure out some way to explain this. There's no explanation. No, there's no explanation. There's a lot of there's a lot of theories of what could be going on because there's something weird about the zombies here, so that could be a thing. There's also something very, very weird about the safe. Notice there is going to be a whole prequel movie about this safe cracker and about the guy who made the safe. Yeah. So personally, I think the prequel is going to be, like uh there's a part where uh Dieter his name is Dieter, right? Yeah. yeah. The the safe guy. Yeah. All right. So Dieter says that it opens a portal to another dimension. 
Yep. And I can't help oh, but yeah. wonder if that might actually be fact. Maybe the safe is actually opening a portal to another dimension. And one of the cool Easter eggs that Zack Snyder put in to make everybody think that is uh, he put in his cut of the Justice League movie in one of the corners. You know, like the alternate movie, the alternate timeline movie. Maybe as soon as you open the safe, you're in the alternate timeline. I don't know. It's, it's kind of... It's I'm actively losing enthusiasm <laughs> the longer that we talk about it. You know what I it's, mean? It's still yeah, dumb. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think this whole thing is like it's in there and it's setting itself up for maybe like more things that could tie into more movies and more fran- and more of the franchise. But like, I don't care. It doesn't come across in this movie anymore. In fact, like it makes me think, why did you spend a lot of time and effort in this rather than like making this a better heist movie? Or heisting at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, please. Because yeah. like, what's his name? Vandero, like, he gets locked in there with all the money. And then, and then where does Dieter go? What happened there? And then Vandero can't take all Dieter the money. Gets all the... eaten. Well, he gets pulled he gets away. Pulled away. So probably to become an alpha, because he's pulled away by the, the Zom King, Zeus. Yeah. Zeus B. Zeus B. Yeah. So, so we're going to get, <laughs> we're going to get prime uh, alpha Dieter, which would work for me because it sounds funny. <laughs> um but like okay so so to your point jesse usually i'm the one that for these weird gonzo things really gets on board with a movie that's like from an original point of view and all this perspective and shit the reason i'm not excited at all at the prospect of any of this is because this series seems to be setting itself up to be uh very dour and quite serious yeah and it yeah like and i i just i, I already dumb. did that i did that with the justice league stuff you know <laughs> I, I, I was already on that dour ride that was difficult, but I liked that. I liked it because it's talking about these questions of of humanity and our relationship to, to God. And it, it seems earnest. And this yeah. doesn't seem earnest. This feels very, very much like, hey, I wrote something with the sequel potential, guys. Guess what? It's a time loop. Ah, <laughs> give me more yeah. money. So tell you how it works. Ah. Yeah, it, it feels like it feels like he's catering to like, uh, like, you know, our movies on reddit or something like he's, yeah. he really wants everybody to notice these weird easter eggs he wants the internet as a whole to talk about it like he zach snyder is like a very internet friendly guy i think i think he knows what some people want and what some people want are these crazy easter eggs and I, it looks like he made a movie of easter eggs for the sake of having easter eggs in them yeah like he invented I, his own easter eggs he did <laughs> like Another weird Easter egg I found was that, like, uh, what's his face? Who's the guy who gets locked in the safe? Vandero. Vandero. Vandero has a, an Omega symbol on his chest. Yep. Yep. And oh, you know, you know the the lead zombies are called the Alphas. Yeah. And so, so he becomes what? Is he going to make the Omega line of zombies, guys? Oh, you know, you know what's, you know what's funny? You know what's funny them. is that I, I just watched a four-hour movie about the Omega symbol because <laughs> it's called Justice League. <laughs> like, like he—he's like he's so bent on relentlessly ripping himself off and pushing these these very basic ideas into weird yeah. holes and trying to make it fit. And he's like, is this something? And he just serves you the same. Like I'm saying about the helmet that the zombie king has. It's the same helmet from Legend of the Guardians. Like Wild. so much of the stuff that he's doing, I've already seen it. You already did it, man. Like, and then it being a zombie movie. It's the second zombie movie he's made. Like you've already done it. 
do other things. Go, I don't know. Go make your Alexander the Great buy a pig. Make I don't, a religion what the hell is movie. that? Yeah. And then please don't make your porn. Please don't make a pornography movie. movie. No one. I don't. Uh, want I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> uh, so I, I just want to like. So so th- I like this scene because this is a scene that I could see in a Christopher Nolan movie. That's fair. But the thing the the thing that this does that Christopher Nolan wouldn't do is that it attempts to resolve it by making it real, mm. which is what is young adulty about Zack Snyder. He'll like throw in this really intriguing like dialogue that tells you about the characters more than it tells you about the world which i love i love that sort of thing like seeing two characters have this kind of conversation this is the kind of conversation that like any of us could have like at Mm -hmm. random like i don't know maybe it's a time loop like look those people dead on the wall like they might be us Mm -hmm. you know like we've had that conversation a dozen times because we're in a time loop guys yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that's really bad it's great. Uh, that's great. I loved it. <laughs> but 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 then that's what Zach said. He's like, no, I said it. Now we have to make it. Yeah. Um, whether it's whether it's so that he can make more money or like it's just you know it's a cynical ploy. Or which, which I don't which because, I don't necessarily think it is. He's a sincere yeah, guy. I think he's sincere. Which I yeah. think thing even more. Yeah. I think he actually cares about it. That's what's crazy. How could you care about it? Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. We, now, we're getting, now we're getting into dangerous territory and shitting on it. Okay, but yeah. with this time loop and the fan theories, tying this in, you mentioned about the kinds of zombies in this. So as far as I can see, Jesse, we got a zombie king uh, who's an alpha, and he is, there's a couple alphas, right? Him and, his, him and his queen. And these alphas can turn other people into alphas, not just regular zombies, whereas regular zombies only yeah. turn people into regular zombies, right? And uh-huh. apparently they have a they had a baby they have a baby they can have children yes yeah. zombies can yes. propagate so maybe it's just the king and queen or maybe it's all the alphas so maybe it's all of them snyder's Ooh. idea and he's very vague about the idea it sounds like he, he didn't quite know what was going on here was that he the zombies are trying to learn to be self-sufficient rather than relying on hosts so they're trying to figure out how to make babies right the next stage in zombie evolution. Yes. Zombie it's, it's supposed zombie to be evolution. about zombie evolution. He literally says zombie evolution. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're my. dead. So, of course. These are not zombies, okay? <laughs> the, the thing about zombies is zombies are dead, and you cannot make more of yourself when you're dead. That's it. I mean, like, they propagate They propagate by eating people. That's the way zombies survive, right? That's the way the, that the parasites they, on the parasites, human race. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're like virus. And, and it's the, a virus. Tiger race, well, it's a virus that takes over your body. I mean, like there's all sorts of different things, different ways of doing it. But the one thing they cannot do is like have blood flowing. Yep. Like that's a thing that zombies don't have. Even, even in warm bodies, they really keep to that standard. It's, <laughs> it's, this is, this is an accepted fact of zombies. So, I'm not saying you can't have a movie about some weird fucking creatures who come down to earth and like turn other people into themselves by biting them and then can have like make children together. But those are not zombies. This is not a zombie movie. It's an alien movie. It's aliens that look exactly like zombies, but yeah. it's not zombies. All right. Convincing. Oh, okay. You actually did it. That's, that's good. Nice. You. Army of the mutations. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Army. Of, this is not army of the dead. Yeah, these are like shitty X-Men. <laughs> They're the worst X-Men. <laughs> All right, so so it's an alien movie. Uh, oh, can, can I think I'm just going to take this moment, now that we're talking about the, the little baby. Like, deeply upsetting. The, the, mm-hmm. First off, yeah, the baby scene was deeply upsetting. I think I, I'm going to bring that up in another part of this podcast. But also, 
like the whole weird sequence when like they bring in the ice officer, right? And and yep. then he, he like he like cuddles with the Zom Queen, and then like and then like it is so strange. And I I watched an interview with Snyder, and he like he wanted us to feel like more sympathy and more like understanding of zombies it, from that scene. I'm like I do not get that. Mission I do, failed. I, <laughs> it failed really hard. Like just, I just, just like got. Heist. Yeah, like when the ice officer is saying, like, what is going on? Like, I'm doing the same thing. I I don't know what's going on here. Why is this happening? I don't. And then you kind of find out later because there was a baby. It's like, this is still uber creepy. And again, they're supposed to be zombies. But I guess they're really just aliens. And also, if you look closely, there are cyborgs in there. Indeed. There is a robot uh zombie yes what yes what? Like it, has, it, has a, yeah. it has a cybernetic eye there's one that the really easy one to see gets shot in the head um in the uh in the sequence in the gambling room and the head explodes and there's also circuitry that flies out with sparks oh, yeah and that's just a okay. fun thing that he put in there yeah he literally said he's like yeah it just is like fun it's so bizarre. Like, why? Yeah. Why again? Well, Easter eggs for the sake of, the of Easter eggs. Coming soon to Netflix. Exactly. Well, what, what was how how long did it take for this to get made? Like, I, I don't know. Beginning to end. I, I actually kind of like, like refuse to look it up. Like, <laughs> it was in development hell for about ten years, and Zack Snyder came on in like early twenty nineteen. But he does have but, a screenplay credit. Yeah, he so apparently he said he had this idea for since like the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that interview as well. Ugh. So I, I don't know how long actually the production lasted, but he's kept this with him, a la Christopher Nolan with all of his movies for like most of his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Wow. But while we're on that, the zombie that's... topic, yeah. there there are legitimate zombies in here too, because there are the lower level zombies who apparently like hibernate inside buildings um until they're woken up or it rains. <laughs> yeah, also <laughs> classic zombie lore. Like why? Why is I'm, that a I'm, thing? I super I, sarcastically, I, I, super sarcastic. That's not something that zombies do. No, it. it I, I'm actually like I kind of liked that. Um, it's something that has always been in my like. You know what? What happens? It's something that you see. Like The Walking Dead uh, uh, touches on it. I I've watched way more of The Walking Dead than it deserves to be watched. <laughs> um, but I still haven't seen all of it, which is you know that's okay. It's yeah, really long. It's really long and still going. No, they actually deal with that a little bit. They try to yeah. deal with it. Um, yeah. Like zombie, like eventually, like they are still made out of like stuff. Organic materials. Organic mm. material. Which dehydrate and, and turn into dust. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that they did that. It made a worse movie because like I wanted them to go into Vegas and shoot it up. But, you know. Or, or at least sneak around the entire time. It's weird that when they get to the casino too, there's no zombies there. Like why you snuck around for so long and suddenly they're not oh, in the at, biggest at, space available at the, is that when they went to the Olympus? Yeah. Oh, that's cause all the zombies ran out looking for them. And then they, they just did a little sneak back in. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. The, the one that they're heisting. Remember they wow. go out to the, oh, the yeah. floor. Yeah. No, but it's like, dude, like why are all the zombies crammed into hallways? Well, like, I think they were there before. Cause remember the map was there. The blueprint, oh, the exact right. same blueprint. Yeah, that's right. Oh, another Easter egg, guys. Oh, there's an it's Easter egg. Easter egg. Thanks, Zach. Oh, oh. Okay, we're, we're, I'm we're, actively we're... losing. Okay, okay. All right. So, Jesse, did you have something else that, that you wanted to, to touch on right here? Well, maybe we can move on talking about uh, violence in this movie then, because this is Zack Snyder. It's 
it's violent. Surprise, you know, surprising. It's also a zombie movie. Shockingly violent. <laughs> uh, but like, there are parts in this movie that made me feel kind of really uncomfortable. Uh, namely, the baby scene. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And and then the the tiger, the zombie tiger mauling a dude's face off. Like yeah. both of these scenes may like when I think of violence in movies that that I that I want to watch, there's some violence that's like stylistic, right? Like uh like John Wick movies, right? Th- yeah. That's fun violence. That's yeah. like artistic violence in a lot of ways. Yeah, violetic. Um, yeah. Or there's like violence in war movies that like show you what the characters are going through, right? It means something. But here it just feels like I'm watching a, a tiger like maul off a dude's face. It's not creative. It's just a brute force eating flesh. And it's, I don't like that. It's ugly. It's gross. Like I, I, I get that he's a bad guy and I'm kind of supposed to root that he's dying, but this is grotesque. I, I didn't like this. I think this is like over. This felt really over the top, and uh, yeah, and that that feeling kind of pervades the rest of the violence in this movie too. It's like uh, it's like this nihilism that like life is meaningless sort of feeling. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, in regard to that scene of the tiger mauling the dude, the first thing that I thought of when I saw the scene was the Revenant, where the bear is dragging around Leo and yeah, m- mauling him. As yeah. well, but that yeah. is first of all not even as violent as this one. Yeah. And second, it's absolutely essential to yeah. that movie. It's uh-huh. what that movie is. Yeah. There would there would be no revenant unless the bear mauls Leo. Yep. Yeah. It builds his character. Yeah. Yeah. By breaking him, by crushing him yeah. with adversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I wasn't bothered by the violence. The only thing I was bothered by the child, the baby. It 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 feels inappropriate. It feels inappropriate for this movie that's supposed to be a fun zombie crime heist thriller uh, to do something like that. That's not even like, not even like, I'm, oh, I'm just trying to like show you, get you invested. Like the zombie dad is so sad. His kid is dead. It's like, no, then just have him hold the corpse. We already watched Garrett Dillahunt saw her head off with a wire. Like, mm-hmm. do we, do we gotta show this? Like that's the that's actually the only part that I was really the rest of it like it's a zombie movie I'm I'm okay with seeing some extreme violence and so I don't I didn't even remember the tiger scene until you mentioned it because I think at a certain point there was just so much so much actual violence that I just kind of turned off and none of it was fun in the way that Zack Snyder usually does fun violence like I wasn't seeing like in uh, uh, 300 I wasn't seeing like the head rotate in slow motion. You know, I wasn't seeing like the zooming around the battlefield to check out each person doing their hero move, their finisher, like Mortal Kombat. It was just endlessly shooting zombies in the head, endlessly shooting zombies in the head, and endlessly shooting zombies in the head. At a certain point, I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, it just feels like life is really cheap, and oh, look at how easily it's taken away. I was just bored. I was just bored. And it did not help that the lens was so flat. Everything just looked the same. Everything looked the same all the time for two and a half hours. And so for me, it's only offensive that you put so much violence on screen and it didn't mean anything. Yeah. If if it's going to be this grotesque, 
it should have some meaning. It should it should be stylistically fun. Something something should, or should be, be funny. Make it funny, like Evil yeah. Dead Two or something. Like make, make yeah. the geysers make it like cartoonishly gory. Or like in Hellboy Two. Remember when the tooth fairies get out and they're still <laughs> stepping around in all the goo? And it was funny and yeah. kind of gross and a little disgusting, creepy. Disgusting, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. or like in Jurassic Park. When when she finally like gets into the she finally goes to restart the the generators and Samuel L. Jackson's arm falls on her and she's like oh it's just you and turns it's just an arm like, like, make it something but yeah. no it's just it's just like blood yeah. guts blood guts yeah. yeah and then the other pro and I think we might be more willing to forgive that if it was like I don't know an hour and forty five yeah maybe two hours yeah. two and a half hours is a pretty long time punishing unless yeah. you're gonna make it you know extra good. Like, yeah. I think for me, if it goes over two hours, it has to be like perfect. After you got to, you got to uncork you know? that extra good sauce and yeah. just slather <laughs> it on as hard as you can. Yeah. So like the dark Knight is two and a half hours and I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect, it's perfect at two and a half hours yep. and it would have been worse if it was two hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what did you think of the violence here? I, I thought, I mean, like you said, you know, this is a zombie movie. I know it's going to be violent. This is something I'm familiar with and I'm okay with uh, usually. Right. Um, I'm not uh, I don't know. I thought it was over the top. I thought it was unnecessary, primarily because there was no valuable payoff. I felt like Dave Bautista looked whenever he killed zombies tired, like mm. just this is just what I do. Yeah, I do this. I do it well. I can do it and survive easily. That's it. Um, I, I thought that the tiger scene, like, I, I didn't need to see that. Like when it, I was sitting alone by myself watching this movie. And when that happened, I was like, well, now I know I, I said out loud. Now I know what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else around. Just me. Just me. <laughs> nice. I, man, um, I didn't say yeah. that out loud, but I, I thought those same words. Like, yeah, I, it, why I don't know why I would ever like be curious about what a man's face would look like in this scenario, or what the sounds of a zombie tiger like gnawing a man's face off would sound like. But now I know. Now I know. Yeah, and, and, and like like you guys all said, I mean, it's it's grotesque. It's without without payoff. It's not um, even it's not even a fun grotesque. It's yeah. just it's just gross. It, it's like it's gross for the sake of being gross. And it's realistic gross. Yeah. Like there's yeah. there's gross for the sake of being gross. We talked a little bit about Tarantino. Tarantino walks into that territory yep. on purpose at times. We, evil debt, like all this stuff. There's gross for the sake of being gross where it's over the top. There's gross for the sake of being gross where, where it's not. But it's like doing something with that. This is just doing it because it's like realism. It's, it's that's what do, that's yeah. what the target audience wants. Realism. Yes. So what does it look like for a zombie uh. tiger to eat a face? realistically i was like i don't care it's never gonna happen <laughs> let's really dwell on this let's yeah. really give this a whole scene let's make a whole zombie tiger just so this can happen because that's the only thing the zombie tiger does in this movie yeah mm -hmm. well it, i think something that they try to do with the realism to get us invested is they do work very hard to ingratiate dave batista and the relationship that he has with his daughter and uh, i think they do it okay I think it's I think it's it, it's mostly successful. Um, I do care that that he cares because he's selling it pretty well. But uh, I don't like her very much. They don't they don't work very hard to make her very likable. They no. work really hard to show how likable Dave Batista is, though, even though he's the one that killed her mom. He tries his best here to be a dad. I, I, I don't know. He's, he's doing his best, but he's just so dumb. 
Yeah, he's real dumb. He's man. just really dumb. He's like, I thought I thought you were distant from me because I killed your mom. She's like, no, I was distant from you because you didn't pay attention to me all those years. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, maybe I should have paid attention to you. Because of the immense trauma that you just went through and you probably needed someone to talk to. Oh, revelations today. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, to be fair, there's times in, in my life where I'm like, oh, that's a blatantly obvious fact that I wouldn't, that just totally flew over my head. Yeah. So there's something realistic. But the problem is that he's not set up to be that kind of person who is dumb like that. You know, it just comes out of nowhere. Well, okay. I'll I'll actually defend this point a little bit because I actually bought that point because we actually, we see him in Las Vegas and that war with the zombies in Las Vegas goes on for like six years and he killed his wife at the beginning of that. So there is this long period where he is like, he was probably trying to get over his wife uh, dying and stabbing her personally. And then probably couldn't be there to comfort his daughter. Had to go to Las Vegas to fight these guys off for years. And then when he comes back, they're growing more and more distant. And so he assumes like, oh, she just hates me because I killed the mom. And then I don't see that as a defense that you're just laying out the timeline correctly. Like <laughs> but that, that I don't know. That whole character makes more sense to me. Um, like I can see how someone would get lost and not know how to read his and not think about his daughter uh, and the emotional state that she's really in. And I can see, still, why, I can see yeah. why it happens. I just don't think it's, it's, it's something that an emotionally intelligent person would do. He also doesn't well, strike I, me as super yeah. emotionally intelligent. I know, but they want you to buy into the emotions in this. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? I, I mean, I, I think, Jesse, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I, and I agree with you. I, I, I think that that makes sense. We've seen that in, in a lot of other things where, you know, warrior goes to war. It's down and, there too. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Sure. It's not, it's not smart, but it's, um, it's a journey that a lot of movies take us on that we d- discover a way to relate to um, and uh, can believe it, believe in it. Yeah, um, this doesn't take us on that journey. It relies on the strength of those other films to make us understand what's going on here. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I yeah I agree with that. It, it relies on a lot of. Uh, I feel like it's relying on a lot of tropes and us knowing them, and then uh, with, and since I have those in the back of my mind watching this movie, that's I think that's part of the reason why it worked for me. So it, it works. It's just it's not very strong for an emotional core in a movie. This should be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, also this should have more like the whole relationship with him and his daughter and the daughter coming along in the first place and then like sneaking off to do to do her thing and save her friend like I don't know it doesn't I don't really it didn't really work for me it's like why why is she here why is she doing what she's doing she's being really dumb he's being Actually, a yeah, dumb I, bought it, I bought it more I bought it more when I was watching it the more we talk about it like the <laughs> less I, I like it I liked stopped. it at first I actually kind of was like oh this works for me and now that we're actually like laying out what it is I'm like no I don't like this now <laughs> I, I did like, like it now you I know I, you know yeah I'm sorry no I never liked it because <laughs> the whole thing that she okay she goes to in to find her friend Gita or whatever her name is Gita literally told her before she went in take care of my kids and make sure they get out of here right. safely. So when she shows up and finds Gita, I told Vito as we were watching, if this was, was real, she would have said, oh my gosh, where are my kids? Are they okay? <laughs> she has no idea where the kids are. I'm assuming you got completely... my family out safe before yeah, you came to get me and you in. didn't just strand them outside the city that's going to be blown up by a nuclear bomb <laughs> in the care of ice. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. So the whole time I just thought, okay, she's dumb and kind of a bad person. And yeah, also, yeah. Just oh, that was, that was never terrible. really liked her. It's like what Abbas says in a community. Like you're a bad person. Yeah. It does make sense while you're, well, for me, I, it made sense except for the whole, like going back to get her. I thought that was really dumb, but it made sense while I was watching, but that's also because I, I started like drinking like a vodka cranberry because after watching that <laughs> intro, turning off the movie and being like, I need to save this for a drink and, I, I, there's no other way to watch this movie. Uh, it did make the movie far yes. more enjoyable. Yeah, nice. yeah. I'm actually going to yeah. drop my rating. It's it's one and a half stars now. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll say you know, like um, I don't know. I, I'm going to just toss in here, like uh, part of part of what I liked about it is the fact that it had this father daughter, also like like his love interest with. Uh, uh, her name i don't remember her name i don't remember uh, anybody's no, name this movie no, is her name her, she's um, zombie daughter no his no the love interest is called zombie daughter <laughs> no i mean like I, I thought that was, it was kind of like i i thought it was kind of funny like this is the point where i laughed and enjoyed like oh, that was cheese. funny um like i don't think snyder wanted me to but it like it, it dipped its foot like far enough into bad movie territory for me to enjoy it as a bad movie where she was upset with him for letting his daughter come along so that they couldn't get back together. Yeah. Like that was funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. I loved that moment. You know, you know, what would have been so great. You know, what would have been a better movie what? is if we had done what she wanted to do and he just left his daughter behind and they got back together. That would have been a way better movie. She's right. I, I, I agree. Oh, man. The movie would have been better. We all would have been happier. Yeah. It, man, after, I can drop my rating too. I'm going to go down to two. Let's go with two stars because I do have those opening credit scenes and yep. the glow stick sequence, which I really like. Glow stick sequence is very good. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, and we got yeah. Tig and Matthias and Dave. Mm. Yep. They, they all made me laugh okay. at least once. Yeah. yeah. At least one yeah. time I was like, yeah. ha uh, I, I, I think I got to say here, I didn't really like Tig. I like as the as oh, yeah. the pilot a with the little cigarillo, like I was just like, oh, it's the like she came, she was introduced in the sequence where it's just like, son of a bitch, I'm in. Um, and you know, that's, it was everybody's intro at that point. And she had like the thing with the cigarillo and talking about how she hated her life. And it's just like, oh, and you're the, you're the devil may care. Like, I don't think that's her fault though. Like that's, she just realized her place in the script and is like, I'm just going to play this completely straight. Like, yes, I am all of those things. Like, here we go. <laughs> you know, I, she, I, I like, she actually I like came up with the cigarillo it. thing. Good. Yeah. That, I, that was all it. her. It would have been boring without it. I thought it was great. I loved it. I mean, like she <laughs> is, she she's in a different movie. Yeah, she's in the movie. She's that's literally like, in a different movie. <laughs> that, she, she's yeah, yep. she's winking at this movie the whole time. Because imagine, which is what I want to see. She's not surrounded by anybody. Yeah, she's just on a, no, green she's on a green screen, and they're like, "So this balls, is when you're yeah. sneaking into the place." And she's like, "Okay, uh, look over here. Be scared. Uh. <laughs> like, there's no way you could be intense about that." And I like that they just got a comedian to do it. But I understand if you did, if it didn't yeah. work for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it didn't fully work for me. Uh, but you know, she's not bad. All right. I, I'm I'm tired of talking about this movie. I'm just I'm tired say. of I'm, talking about I'm, it. Too. We spent just, a lot more time on just it. Just way, I thought. way like too much time. Twenty minutes more than I expected. Nope. But here, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a fun question. Okay, let's go round robin here. We're gonna do our top three favorite zombie movies. Zombie movies, exactly. Hey, yeah. Real zombie, zombie movies. movies. Actual zombie movies, <laughs> not okay. alien zombies. Um, well, then I think some people are gonna have issues with my with my takes. Maybe Mike. Yeah. Will. Yeah, I think Mike <laughs> might. 
But starting with you, Dominic, as as guest of the pod, what's your number three? My number three, and forgive me because I've only seen a handful, so adjust this for inflation accordingly. <laughs> uh, but my number three is World War Z. I really, mm. really like World War Z, and I was fully invested the entire time. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt mm. is great. Yeah, the great action hair. is great. The sound and the look of the zombies. The, the chattering is, of the teeth. Oh, so yeah. very good. I it's really cool. like that. I love that world hopping mess of that movie. Yeah. I I, I, also, I like the idea too of the that they've done a lot now of the horde that's introduced into that. Like the oh, yeah. like they're all ants. Yeah. I really dug yeah. that. Like getting the helicopter. Climbing it's up the a wall. cool zombie. Yeah. yeah. It's a really cool zombie. Yeah. Oh, also Brad Pitt, a guy who's not dumb. Like finally no, have yeah. a protagonist. Yeah. Who like who covers his arms and sticks his arms out of doors? Like he's perfect. I, I love that's what I've always wanted. So I, I really yeah. And like then that. he thinks he might have gotten infected, and he runs to the edge of the of the building. Yep, just ready to jump yeah. off. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that that's a really good pick. I think that for my number three, I'm an, I'm going to go with a classic. I'm going to say Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay, cool. I, I have deep fond memories of that movie because it's. It, I remember watching it with my dad. It was. Um, you can stream it for free on YouTube. The rights have lapsed, so it's in the public domain. Whoa! Uh, so you can just watch it, okay, whenever you want to. Duly noted. Uh, it, it is, it's, it's really interesting as as a zombie movie because it is incredibly bleak. It is very despairing. There is no humor in that movie, almost at all, and and not like it has a pitch black heart. It is, it's just almost a very documentary feeling movie about these people and the stuff that they're going through on this one night. It's a. Uh, and it ends in like the most downer way <laughs> possible. It is one of the darkest endings I, that I've really, that they've just kind of recycled into other zombie movies. But the first time that you see it, it's, it's brutal and shocking. And that's, it started everything. George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. What, uh, any of you guys ever seen it? No, 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 no. I haven't, wow. I haven't seen it. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm just going to say here, I'm like Dom. I haven't seen a whole lot of zombie movies. I never watched them a lot with my dad like if we did we'd watch them as a joke like one time there was this one called Route 666 it was about like <laughs> ghost zombies <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> absolutely awful but that's the sort of stuff I'd watch uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What, what about you Mike what's your number three I think I'm gonna say um, I was almost gonna say I Am Legend but then I realized I'm apparently a stickler for, for real zombies okay I also skipped I Am Legend because let, that's let, not quite let's, let's be clear for it to to make the jump from like it's not really zombies to Michael Beans, it's a zombie if you want it to be. It has to be good. <laughs> and so I'll say it's honorable men- mention I am legend. Okay. You can argue about that as much as you want. But I'm gonna say number three is Zombie Land. Loved Zombie Land. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um it is so number much one. Fun. Cardio. Cardio. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Jesse? Uh it's I am legend. yeah i know i I just can't say it (laughs) i mean they're they're technically vampires i think at least i read the book too and they're definitely vampires in there for sure Uh, for sure the movie movie fudges like a bunch of stuff the movie fudges a bunch of stuff they there's they still have an aversion to sunlight in the movie uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they get burned yeah yeah they get burned but i I love the intense personal nature of I Am Legend. I haven't seen this movie in years, but I had like I really liked it in theaters. And then like there, I mean, it's just this dude and his dog like wandering the streets, like mm-hmm. trying to survive. Like nothing. So good. Oh. I haven't really seen anything quite like that before, and it really sticks out. Um, I mean, I, I guess think, I, think, cast I think we're going to do an episode on that one. I think oh, for yes. sure. I have a lot of nostalgia for that Very one. Good. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of nostalgia there, and. 
yeah, I love just following this dude around like a banded New York City. And then yeah. the with interspersed with the random flashbacks of like zombies jumping on the helicopter. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. The movie it's still gives amazing. me goosebumps. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how fun it is when it's just him and the dog chilling. Yeah. Yeah. And then how I've watched that whole movie with just them. Yeah. 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 And then and then the dog. Don't, oh don't man! Spoil it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number two. Number two. We gotta go faster. We gotta go yeah. faster, guys. Number two. This will be fast. I am Legend. There it oh, is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, we talked about that one already. Oh, wow. great. That. Vito, Thanks. number two. Very good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take just a slightly bit longer to talk about this one. This is called Blood Quantum. Um, it came out just a couple years ago. It is about um a Canadian Native Peoples Reservation, and the dead start coming back, all the dead, and it's up to the sheriff who has kind of a strange family situation. He has a, he has a estranged uh, natural son. Oh, as and always. he has, yeah, but he also has his, his son with his, with his wife. You know, he had that, that kid out of wedlock mm-hmm. um, in an affair. And he also has his father and they are dealing with the dead coming back. And that's the first half hour. And then there is a huge jump that happens. There's a, like a big cut to black and the movie completely changes. And it is so interesting and so cool what it does. And it talks about the history of these people. It talks about like who their ancestors were, how they're dealing with this. Now it's the walking dead. It's night of the living dead. It's like all the zombie stuff that you've seen, but it's all rolled into this new fresh package. I really loved it. I had a very strong emotional reaction to it as well. Like I, I, I cheered at the end. Cool. Um, it's really good. That's yeah. awesome. Blood Wait, quantum. You... I, I really recommend it. Quantum. Yep. Like Q U A N T O M. Yep. All right. Well, uh, just for our listeners, we all of us are on a, this little app called Letterboxd, where you can rate awesome. and review and follow other people who rate and review movies. And you can also put things in your wish list, and that is going on my wish list. It or watch has list just been added to mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Same guys. Here. I hope I hope you like it. It it takes a lot of twists and turns. It's I don't know. By the end of it, I was just I was so on board. I really enjoyed it. What, what's what's your number two, Mike? Uh, number two for me is Train to Busan. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just, Wait, that's a zombie movie. It yeah. is a zombie movie. Wow. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I feel bad that I I broke that news to you. I didn't really know anything about it either when I saw no, it, I and it was so cool. Don't know anything else about it. I feel like this one. This may just be because I watched it fairly recently that I'm putting this number two. Um. Because I do think that it does a lot of stuff that I've seen before, but. Oh my gosh, it's it's so fast paced and it's got a father daughter dynamic that is just it's very it's good. It's very good. It's it's very, very good. Like, I, I ended it in tears. Yeah. Um, which is how I rate uh, good zombie movies. If it leaves me crying, but hopeful, it's a good one. Actually had an emotional nice. reaction, yeah. you know, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I highly recommend that. Loved it. Uh, better father-daughter zombie movie than maybe this one here. Uh, Jesse, what about you? Number Wait, two. Sorry. No. Whoa, whoa. Say your number two name one more time. Train to Busan. It's B-U-S-A-N. B-U-S-A-N. It's a South Korean film. South Korean film. Um, uh, I guess okay. they did a follow-up. Peninsula, Peninsula is, is not really good. not it's any good. It's not good. Um, I watched it because I was so excited. And that, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty hot garbage. Yeah. You, right. you don't need to. This, this movie is just. The one. The one great. is great. Yeah. All right. Both movies are now on my watch list. Uh, but my number two uh, that I also have a ton of nostalgia for is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, I love me a comedy. And also Shaun of the Dead is also a straight zombie movie, even though it's a comedy. It's yeah. all about like walking around, 
family members turning into zombies, figuring out how to deal with this. And then it's in Edgar Wright fashion. It's it's really smart and witty with like with actually good Easter eggs all over the place. Yes. Uh, take note, Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder, yeah. Edgar Wright does Easter eggs from other movies, <laughs> which, which, which exists already. Easter egg yes, is. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. That's, that's a my pick. number two. All right, so uh, Dom, that is a good pick. What is your number one, Jesse? You took another one for me. It's Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> no, very uh, good. Um, very yeah, good. I love. We talked about Shaun of the Dead because we did Baby Driver. Yeah, I love Shaun right. of the Dead. It's so good. It's so good. I love how you don't even you and the characters don't even know that they're zombies at first because for like the first 10 or 20 minutes it's just sluggish lazy people who move really slowly and who are sleepy <laughs> like on the bus or whatever like consumers yeah and, they, and then they just slowly become zombies and sean's just like walking around and they're zombies doesn't he even know he doesn't even know he goes to... <laughs> so great so that's he pays great. for the milk yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's great because Let's go to the pub it's really funny and it's zombies but it's also saying something about you know how lazy we are and how we just sit on our couches and watch TV. you know we live in a society yeah. we do yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a real, those, those are good picks uh, I like awesome. you guys are rhyming so much that's good yes. that's awesome. because we both have only seen like five that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it <laughs> my number one is 28 days later uh, nice yeah. I love it yeah. love it okay I, number one for me as yeah. well Number one, 28 days well. later man it, do, do you like okay well 20 days later I love this because of the change the abrupt change we'd had shambles shamblers for 30 yeah. 40 years and then Danny Boyle along with uh, the great writer um, Alex Garland, they do something different. They make so different. They make them fast rage monsters. There is so much terror yeah. watching this movie. Oh, and the actors, the act, the acting is so well done. The relationships are really cool. We got people like Christopher Eccleston. We got people like uh, Brennan Gleeson. We got people like uh, Cillian Murphy. Um, well, yeah. I mean, so the category of actors in this movie is just a, a, above almost any other zombie movie yeah. that, that I've seen. Yeah. And, the talent just in front and behind the camera is so great. And what elevates this is the terror and it's the equal terror of zombies and people. Yeah. That's what I love so much about it. You're, you're afraid of the people and you're afraid. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. There's nothing to do here. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's our number one. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just comment. Like I, I do, I, I do like that movie. I think it's good. I think, I mean, it is a classic zombie movie. So they're, and it's it's well put together. It just it didn't make. I, I think I'm I'm not a huge fan of the zombie genre as a whole, which is why mm. my number one, which is why my number one is Cabin in the Woods. Which yes, oh, there is technically is, zombies. <laughs> they are redneck zombies. Very good. I mean they they do zombie things. Uh, a little more brutally than zombies normally do them. Yeah, it, it's it takes a zombie genre a little bit because it borrows from all of horror and yeah. and flips everything on its head and makes it uh makes it very meta and very weird. Extremely funny. I have never seen a movie a horror movie this funny before. I think I, I think it tops even Evil Dead Two. Yeah, and, and I love the commentary on horror in general too. And you know, serving those those crazy gods that dwell yes. in the bowels of the earth. Oh, I love it! Yeah, it's it. It is definitely, I think, the funniest horror comedy that I've ever seen, and also one of the most brutal horror comedies I've ever seen too. 
Um, some of those hits are no joke. Like it's a true, true horror movie. Sometimes you say horror comedy, like Zombieland, like Zombieland's kind of a horror movie. Oh, kind of. Is it? It's mostly a comedy. Mostly, yeah. It's like 75% comedy. Yeah. yeah. And Cabin in the Woods is like, it's, it's 50, 50. It's equally funny. It's equally scary. I mean, this alliance, like <laughs> I hear the railroads coming here sometime soon. You know, streets paved with actual street. They're <laughs> 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 trying to pay for gas. And he's like, where do I put the money? And he's like, oh, I think it's barter gas. <laughs> I love that movie so much. I'm glad you picked it. I'm glad it's here. Well, yeah, what, what is, and then the dude comes out to try to help them. It's just like, ah, oh, it hasn't worked since the war. Mm, brother against brother, perhaps? <laughs> the gray against the blue? <laughs> uh, oh, that one's great. great. Yeah, I love that movie. I, I guess another movie that's maybe even more brutal than that, I haven't seen this in a long time, but that would be Tucker Dale versus Evil. No, no, Cabin in the Woods wins. Cabin in the Woods is like way really? the elevator scene, just oh, just yeah. pumps it up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. <laughs> I do love Tucker and Dale though. I that's a great one. Kid jumping in the wood chipper. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wrap, wrapping up our segment. I'm glad we talked about that. That was fun. That and was fun. And those are all better movies than this one. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look really at this far, <laughs> can't wait to talk about those ones, which we will. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So from Vito, this is not a dad movie. Dom, nope. Mike, nah, Jesse. not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Resounding. Uh, we've I, said everything. I, I miss those. Do they still have? I, I haven't been into a Walmart in a while because pandemic, whatever. Do they still have those bins? Like the bins of like one dollar movies? They do. Oh, yeah. well, this is gonna go straight in there if it wasn't on Netflix already. Yeah, who knows if it'll even ever get like a physical? I mean, it's gonna get. Uh, I. I personally still think this movie is going to be it's going to be a bigger deal. I, I I think people get obsessed about like franchises that are a series that they can watch over and over again and get new Easter eggs out of, and this is setting itself up for that. But the difference is that this are only has a six star rating on IMDb. Yeah, there doesn't Ooh. seem to be a lot of like groundswell of people really like. There's some people that really dig it. But just in general, I mean, when your score starts at six and you the movie's been out a week, you know, That's you kind of wonder what the future could be. Yeah. Are, are you not going to watch Army of Thieves? Oh, no, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but so what is everybody else. So no, it could, I don't, it could I don't keep scoring sixes. I don't know. Well, if it's a if it really is a crime rom-com, because we thought this one would be a zombie heist movie and it wasn't. If that one actually is a crime mm-hmm. rom-com, that could be fun. And we all like Dieter. Right, did yeah. like Dieter. Dieter's good. That could Dieter actually be good. good. Dieter's he's like directed it too. Dieter's like the good part. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, from all of us at Not Your Father's Movies, it's fun talking about zombies, guys. But yeah. uh, yes, it was. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse, and I'm Dom. Good night.